بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا ما بعد اللهم نور قلوبنا بعلمك واستعمل ابداننا لطاعتك ووفقنا لما تحب وترضى من قولي والعمل والنيه والهدى انك على كل شيء قدير يا وهاب يا وهاب يا وهاب يا فتاح يا فتاح يا فتاح So the brothers who are uh, who are beddings are have not been folded up downstairs before you attend this session please go downstairs and fold up your beddings so that iftar can be uh, served on the, uh, there if you did not lift up your bedding wherever you may be inshallah please go downstairs immediately put your bedding away and then inshallah continue to um, do your amal or participate in the uh, program here So reading from Kitab az-Zuhd of Abdullah bin Barak Uh, reading from the section righteousness of a household Muhammad ibn Suqah narrated that Muhammad ibn Munkadir said inna allaha la yuslihu bi salahi al-abdi waladahu wa walada waladihi wa yahfadhuhu fi duwayratihi wa duwayrati allati hawlahu ma dama fihim this is mentioned in Nasai Sunan al-Kubra of Nasai Muhammad al-Munkadir mentions that a, by a person's righteousness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts right his son and his son's son. Due to one man's piety, Allah keeps his son and grandson on the right path. And he preserves him in his house and the houses which are around him as long as he is amongst them. Meaning this is the blessing of one pious person that not only are all the dwellers of his home protected and his house saved, remain safe, But all the houses nearby are also remain safe to the barakah of one pious person. And he's pious, his children are pious, grandchildren are pious. Do you understand the value of that's why elders? I was visiting one community, one place, huge family. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tested them with a lot of wealth. A lot of wealth. And so many different people there. And I, I spoke to one of the youngsters i said you know what this this family setup you have here as long as your grandmother's alive things are running smoothly he said i know it he said i know as soon as she passes away it's going to all fall apart i said you it's good you recognize that that subhanallah these it's very hard nowadays to have families together especially families with money big problems happen it's the barakah of the elders that keeps things together so we have to value those elders we not throw them into for you know elder homes or homes for the elderly instead they should be the most prized assets that we have that we enjoy their company we sit with them we request them to be in our home instead of pushing them away because their presence is what keeps things tight it's their presence is what brings the blessings of Allah upon that home it's their presence which brings mahabba and love within children and grandchildren it's their presence which keeps piety within the children and grandchildren another thing we learn from here is that wherever we are right now in in terms of taqwa taharat it is very more than likely that it is the barakah of our parents and grandparents due to which we are here today so never forget them in our duas number 3 is that when you have an option of doing something good or bad or when you have an option of right, marrying someone righteous or not righteous make sure you always think about the progeny in the future don't just think about yourself think about how this decision of ours yours is going to affect for people to come much longer you know the story of surah al-kahf and musa and khadir when there was 
the wall. The wall is about to fall over. Musa al Khadr went and fixed it. And he didn't take any money for it. And when he asked why, this treasure chest belonged to two young orphans whose treasure chest was dug up and say it was secured under this wall. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Your Lord wanted that they should reach their age of maturity. And then they should take out their treasure chest. The scholars of tafsir say here that this was not just um, their father's piety, but under the fact that piety, or just, oh sorry, like this, just the father's piety after he died helped secure the children's wealth that Allah made a Nabi, Musa, and a angel or a messenger or Nabi of, of Taqween, a very great person also, together come and do the manual hand labor of building that wall because of the piety of the elders. And then they say that this piety, sometimes the barakah of that goes down through seven generations. That's why you'll see many times that someone, yani someone's father, grandfather, great-grandfather was pious, they might go deviate a little bit, but then they'll come back. I've seen that. He sometimes deviated all the way for many decades. But subhanAllah, it is the barakah of the father, the barakah of the grandfather's dua, that mashallah, it lasted. So my beloved friends, when we sit here, many young brothers sitting here, remember which, the, the decisions you and I take now, the dua that you and I do right now, this is not just for, oh, I need to get a wife. Or I need to get first child. No, no, it's about kids, grandkids, grand, great grandkids, and moving on. Make, make fikr for the progeny. And what else happens? The barakah of a person is that the houses are also protected. So righteous, pious people's presence in the home is a huge blessing. That these homes then protect, be protected from the presence of shayateen or attacks of other things. So may Allah allow us to value our elders. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow our elders to have a long life and health. And whoever has passed away from our elders, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive them, grant them great success in the akhirah and, and, and uh, fulfill their needs. Uh, 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 and grant them the highest levels of Jannah. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Talha radiallahu anhu said that he heard Khaythama saying, Inna Allah la yatrudu bil rajul shaytana min al-aduri. Allah drives shaytan away from houses because of a person. Narrated by Ibn Abi Shayba and Abu Nu'aym in his Hilya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala drives away shaytan from the house because of a person. Piety of a person is such. You know, some of the ulama we've heard of, Monana Musa Khan Bazi, rahimahumullah, whose son, mashallah, we had the honor of hosting him during the retreat um, from Portland. He was here. His father was one of the most amazing, well-known ulama of Pakistan from Lahore. He was buried in Lahore, Jamia Ashrafiya, Ustad there. Well-known, Karama, everyone knows that for, for a very, very long time, beautiful fragrance was emanating from his grave after passing away. Sahib al-Karamat, many other amazing miracles. But it was his ta'alluq with Allah, his tahara, his purity of his heart, his outstanding, unmatched ilm. That, you know, when people, people say you got to go to amil, you know, to, uh, for exorcism. Shaitan, jinn came into a person, you need to go to see a scholar, go see an amil. Unfortunately, like some doctors, they smoke and they drink, but they treat people. 
They might actually be able to help them, others, but they won't be able to help themselves if they got these bad habits. So similarly, some raqis, they help people, but themselves, unfortunately, very negligent of their amal. Fard salah, barely making it through, no sunnah, definitely. And that's kind of like the caveat of this type of ruqya business. That if you're going to go fight with shaitan and pull shaitan out of someone, okay, I'm not saying that it's not true that this time, you think he's just going to say, oh, I am, I am you know, overwhelmed by you and I'm going to run away? No, Iblis, Iblis, okay, you, you, who did you not get? No one can get Iblis. You got some small, like 100 degree little teeny t- shaitan compared to Iblis. The biggest shaitan that possesses anyone is nothing compared to Iblis. So if someone goes after him, some, one of the managers is looking. And uh, eventually you say, okay, we got to get him. Maybe they can't possess him, but of course they can definitely put waswasas in him. They can get him, follow him into what? A uh, parda, some hole, right? A, a person can get, get caught up in a scandal. Big problem. You're treating people and end up getting in a scandalous relationship with some female patient. Game over, right? So a person ends up eating haram, earning haram, all that. So all the ruqya you're doing to help other people, great, you help them, but what about yourself? So shaitan iblis, he doesn't leave his eyes from off of anyone. Huh? If you're benefiting people, he's going to say, I'm going to get you. Somehow or another. That's just how it is. That's why they say the ulama, they have, they have to be very careful. Because if you're guiding people, the iblis after you, is his, he's putting more horsepower, more shaitan power, after the one who guides other people. Because he knows that this guy is causing problems to me. He regards you as an enemy. That's why he comes there in hadith, One scholar, one true scholar, is harder for shaitan to deal with than 1,000 worshippers. He just blows on them and the worshippers, they don't have ilm, they go away. That's why I'm telling people to sit in the durus here. Because we're, we're, we are, we're reading Quran, doing dhikr, but we're involved in haram. We don't know how to treat our spouse. We don't know how to have a halal business. We don't know how to raise our children. Biggest problem today, people don't know how to raise their children. That's, that, that hurts me, kills me. Is that sitting, someone sitting there doing qiyam al-layl, salatu tasbih every day, but he doesn't recognize that my daughter is going off track, I need to do something about it. Don't read Quran. We just make dua, Allah give you the reward. Allah give you the reward of reading Quran without you reading Quran. Why you should read Quran? Just make the Allah give Fulan, Ibn Fulan, the reward of doing 10 khatams. And you go to sleep. So, tarbiyah, we have to understand what's out there happening. I really want our moms and dads. The, the situation of our youth going off track is because of who? Because the moms and dads don't know how to raise kids in this day and age. They're running on DOS. Right? They're running an old operating system. Doesn't work. You have to have a latest operating system that needs to be updated every week. Phone doesn't get updated every week. But your parenting has to get updated every week. Look how I'm speaking to. Vast majority of youth here. Subhanallah. This is, people don't understand. We'll stand for 20 rakats of taraweeh. MashaAllah. The tafsir happens to run away. This is the most important thing. Shaitan, he's got to, he knows. Why? Because if these people learn ilm, they will, they will be able to make true decisions. He's not worried about your ibadah, frankly speaking. He knows he gets us into sins right after, after taraweeh. After what? After khatam, after itikaf, khalas. He knows that. You, he said, you pray all the khatams you want. I know how to get you down. Ilm, ilm is what's going to stop us. And so that's why he'd rather take on a thousand worshippers than one scholar. Because one scholar will use that ilm. But if that scholar doesn't have the fear of Allah and doesn't have a scholar above him, then he's also going to be like the rest. He'll be 1,001. You know? So what was I saying? Mona Musa Khan Bazi, he is well known for you know, in his ta'wizat. He would write 
How would his ta'awiz, he wouldn't be sitting there. He would simply tell people, I'm writing something. I, my mufti, my own ustad, told me this of an issue that happened to his brother-in-law. He said he was cutting a tree. Cutting a tree in Pakistan. I mean, decades, decades ago. And he said something possessed him as he was cutting the tree. And he said, he was, he said all the patans, big, tall men, mashallah. He said three, four of us who could not pin him down to the ground. He had just, whatever possessed him was powerful. We wouldn't let him go. So eventually, someone said, let's go to Lahore to meet Mawal Musa Khanbazi, rahmatullahi so this, he, with, with much difficulty it took him to Lahore and uh, now is the time to go meet Maulana inside his madrasa or khanqa or his house he was refusing to get out so then they said watch you we came all the way here how are we going to help this issue here and they went to all these other amils it didn't work so Maulana just wrote something on a piece of paper <laughs> and he said go take this in whichever room he's in just burn it that's it Mufti Saab told me the story himself so he said, we went and just, it was written some athkar, whatever the case, he said, we went and, or maybe just written a letter from Musa Khan to the jinn. And he said, he burned it, and he said, that was like 30 years ago, he never had a problem. That was it. That was how it was. Literally, it was his name. Sometimes he would just say, say Musa, you know, I've heard that he would just say, that tell the shaitan I'm giving salah, you know, I'm saying to get out. What is that? What was that? Ta'alluq ma'allah. It instills fear. That these people would say, no, we don't want to mess with this guy. If he chooses to come after us, we're not going to be in good shape. We'd rather just leave. Sahih Salamati, let's just get out of here. You know, if someone said, we're going to send the SWAT team after you, so okay, man, I'm leaving. That's what these, that's what we should aspire. We should all aspire. We don't need to become, you know, people, what you call ghostbusters. But what we do need is we need to have such ta'alluq with Allah that subhanAllah, like Umar radiallahu anhu. You know what Umar radiallahu anhu. What did he say? When Umar radiallahu anhu goes into a valley, shaitan says, ah, not this one. I'm going to the next one. Just gali se Umar guzarte the, shaitan dusi taraf jata tha, right? Whichever alley shaitan would see Umar Dilana coming from, move on to that. That's what it is. That ta'alluq ma'allah, may Allah grant you and I. Say ameen. That your son walks into the home, you can see some shaitan in him. Where is he coming from? Allahu alam. You know, your daughter walks in, you know what shaitan she's bringing in. And you literally, you have such ta'alluq with Allah, you shake hands with them, you look at them in the eye, say, A'udhu billahi min shaitan al-rajeeb. And whatever came with them, is out. This is what we're dealing with. I know I t- my students, they say, oh, we don't want to learn Rukhiyah and Sabah Shaykh. I said, this, zaman and, this day and age, everyone needs to learn first aid kit. They need to know how to give CPR. Basic stuff. You have to. Seriously. I tell you, it's so important that every mother and father should know how to deal with some basic things at home. Not treating other people's sons and daughters. Your own son and daughter. A stitch in time saves nine. Where are you going to go call someone, find this one, that one? Like at least what athkar to do, what amal to read, things of that sort. This LGBTQ movement, this atheism, this agnosticism, this feminism, all of these things, beyond academically challenging things, I'm telling you from my experience, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, all of these can be treated, if Allah wills, through ruqyah. What does ruqyah mean? It's not something special, you're taking this thing and that thing. Reading verses of the Quran with the niyat of ilaj. Reading verses, performing salah, a'mal, fasting, sadaqah, specifically for this issue. That's what I mean by ruqya. Like Surah Fatiha is a ruqya. Mu'awadatain is a ruqya. Ayatul Kursi is a ruqya. Manzil that we read now after Dhuhr year is a ruqya. So a person has to have yaqeen that when I recite this, the barakah of Allah will come, the help of Allah come, and this issue will be resolved. So with, uh, yani there's, there's no real edu- explanation that makes sense to me. 
and probably to many of you who've studied this, how are we at this rate in, when it comes to the LGBTQ issue? How are we at this rate at atheism? How are we at this rate as agnosticism? How? How are we jumping from like 2%, 1% to 34, 33, 25%? Yeah, how is this possible? Similarly, divorce. How is this ex exploding? How is this exploding? Men and women who apparently were getting along, all of a sudden, enemies of each other. So we have to know how to recite Qur'an properly and then learn from the ulama what are the things I should be reciting when issues arise in my home. So this is my, my appeal to all of you that you should learn some basic a way to apply your first aid kit. Get a first aid kit and know how to apply it in our home. You cannot always be calling some overseas person and how many of us even have relationships? How many even know where to call? That's why you should learn this sunnah methods of dealing with these issues. And it's important for us to become learned on that. So we were talking about how this Allah drives away shaitan away from the houses because of a person. Oh, this, is, this whole story came from that. That sometimes the piety and the righteousness of one muttaqi sends the shaitan running. Sa'id narrated but that Ibn Abbas said about his words, وَكَانَ أَبُوهُمَا صَالِحًا Who's, who's, whose father was pious? The two orphans Whose treasure was hidden under the wall In the story of Musa and Khadr He says here MashaAllah They were protected because of their father's righteousness But they were not mentioned as being righteous themselves no piety is mentioned that they were righteous or pious. It's just mentioned about their father being pious. The effect of father's piety, children, is, is something so powerful. The next section, uh, we'll read a, a couple of science ones from here. The earth boasting. The earth boasting. Meaning the earth also gets excited when pious people walk over it, perform sajda. Thawr narrated that one of Hudayl's freed slaves said, مَا مِنْ عَبْدٍ يَضَعُ جَبْحَتَهُ فِي بُقْعَةِ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ سَاجِدًا لِلَّهِ إِلَّا شَهَدَتْ لَهُ بِهِ بِهَا يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ وَإِلَّا بَكَتْ عَلَيْهِ يَوْمُ يَمُوتِ قَالَ وَمَا مِنْ مَنْزِلٍ يَنْزِلُهُ قَوْمٌ إِلَّا أَصْبَحَ ذَلِكَ الْمَنْزِلُ يُصَلِّ he mentioned, no servant of Allah places his face on any part of the earth in prostration to Allah, except that portion of earth will testify for him on the day of judgment. And it will keep and it will weep for him on the day he dies. The day he dies, those spots that we did such done will be weeping. That today this so-and-so is not here anymore. He also said, the places where people reside either pray for the blessings for blessings for them or they curse them. Right? So our piety or lack of it not only affects human beings, it affects inanimate things. It affects the very earth upon which we stand. Jafar ibn Zayd narrated that Nasib Malik said, مَا مِن صَبَاحٍ وَلَا رَوَاحٍ إِلَّا تُنَادِي بِقَاعُ الْأَرْضِ بَعْضُهَا عَلَى بَعْضٍ Every morning and every evening, the areas of the earth call out to one another, يَا جَارَةٍ O neighbor, هَلْ مَرَّ بِكَ الْيَوْمَ عَبْدٌ يُصَلِّي عَلَيْكِ لِلَّهِ Has anyone passed by you today who has prayed to Allah or mentioned Allah? أَوْ ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ عَلَيْكِ فَمِن قَائِلَةٍ لَا Some pieces of earth say no. وَمِن some others say yes. فَإِذَا قَالَتْ نَعَمْ When a piece of land says yes, رَأَتْ لَهَا عَلَيْهَا بِذَلِكَ فَضْلًا It is known that this piece of land has an advantage over other pieces of land. So this, earth, this plot of land that we are praying salah on, in which there was an old dog kennel, 
surrounded by oh jungle here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose this place. Imagine how much fakhr and how boastful this, this piece of land must be compared to all the other pieces of land. How much sujda, how much crying, how much dua, how much Quran recitation, how many halaqat of ilm, subhanAllah, has happened. This is the grace of Allah. He gives whoever He wishes, whatever He wants. And this is the grace of Allah. He chooses to honor the Ka'batullah, the area where the Ka'bah is, the area where the Prophet is resting and buried. Allahu Akbar. How lucky that piece of land. Who realized that that, that that mud and soil would be so blessed to have the, uh, the blessed body of Rasulullah within it? Musayyab ibn Rafi narrated that Ali ibn Talib said, When the righteous servant dies, his place of prayer on earth and the place in the heavens and the earth, they all weep for him. The place where he prayed and the, that section of sky or heavens from which his actions ascended up to the heavens they're all crying and then he mentioned from surah dukhan which we heard yesterday in tarawih فَمَا بَكَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ السَّمَاءُ وَالْأَرْضُ وَمَا كَانُوا مُنْظَرِينَ neither the heavens nor the earth shed any tears for them when Fir'aun died and his army died no one was there to cry what does that mean? what's the opposite of it? that when we do good deeds there are people who are, when we pass away, not only the humanity will cry, but subhanAllah, the earth and the sky and the heavens also will be crying at our demise. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our debts like that. Where thousands of people, today subhanAllah, one of the great, great ulama of India and Pakistan, joint, one of the more, most senior ulama, the, the emir of the, of the uh, fiqh council of India and the emir of Jam, uh, Nadwatul Ulama, you could say the representative of Sheikh Abul Hassan Ali al Nadwi, Rahimullah, Mulana Rabi al Nadwi, Rahimullah, passed away this morning. Inna lillahi wa inna ilihi rajiun. Allahumma ajirna fi musibatina hadihi, wa khlufna khayra minha. Allahumma ajirna fi musibati hadihi, wa khlufna khayra minha. Allahumma ajirna fi musibati hadihi, wa khlufna khayra minha. The Prophet said the gist of this hadith. He said that a death of a scholar leaves behind such a gap that a whole tribe can never fill it up. This is not an average scholar. This is one of the most leading ulama, most elder ulama in the entire subcontinent. So let us take a moment right now. I want all of us to recite Qulullah had three times. Because Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Qulullah had ta'abdil through the Quran. Qulullah had is equal to one third of the Quran. By reading three times, we'll get the honorary reward of one khatm. Let us all read Qulullah had three times. And inshallah, make Isal al Thawab niyyah that the reward of this reaches Mulan Arabi, Hassan, Hassani, and Nadawi, Rahimullah, Rahmatan Wasi'ah, and all the Mauta as well. Accept. Subhanallah. So I cannot imagine how much, how many makhlukat today must be crying. Maybe some of you hearing his name first time, but I am, I, I am sure that thousands of pieces of land and trees and and roads and all sorts of places where this great individual had walked and did ibadah and served and taught for seventy plus eighty years or more than that, ninety years. Um, this is Subhanallah. Um, something that must be happening today. We don't hear it, but that's that's definitely the truth. That Allah is, Allah Azza wa makhluk. They want these type of people around. Mujahid narrated that Abdullah ibn Abbas said, "Tabkil ardu al-mu'min sabahan." The earth weeps for the believer for forty days. For forty days, 
Any righteous, pious believer passes away, the earth weeps for it for 40 days. Ushana al Ma'afiri said, He heard Uqba ibn Amr radiallahu anhu saying, Ya'ajabu rabbuka ta'ala lishabi laysat lahu sabwa. Your Lord Almighty wonders at the youth who has no desire. Ya'ajabu means surprised. Wow. Amazed. Hush. In a good sense. That youngster who controls his desire, Allah Azza wa Jal wondrously, yani happily looks at him. At this young, so ibadat being during the time of being, uh, you know, in our youthful years, is something which is very special. And you know that one of those people who is going to be blessed to be under the throne on the day of judgment is going to be Shabun Nashafi Ibadatillah, a young person who is worshiping Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. He's going to be blessed with a spot under the throne. Hassan narrated that Umar al-Khattab said, there are three things that make your love for your brother pure. Three things that will make your love for your brother pure. Number one, when you meet him, that you greet him first. And when you call him by his name, call him by the, most, by the name that he loves the most. Don't call him by a nickname that his childhood friends used to call and as they used to bully him. Maybe you know that, but don't call him by that name. Right? Call him by a name that is beloved to him. Number three, Alright? And the number three is that you make space for him in the gathering. Someone who come, who comes in and sits in the back here. Now you're scooting over. But there's no space. Don't go sit wherever you want. <laughs> no, this is the etiquette. That although there's a lot of space there, or even behind you, you scoot over when someone comes. This is the etiquette that's been taught by the Sunnah of Rasulullah. Simply for him to realize that you acknowledge his presence and you're welcoming his welcoming him. What how beautiful our deen is, mashaAllah. Just scoot over. Allah says, When you are asked to make space in the gathering, Surah Mujahidah, 28th Jews. When you're asked to scoot over and make space in the majlis, fafsahu, then do so. Make space. Allah will make space for you. Right? You treat, however you want to get treated by Allah, you treat your Muslim brother, you treat your fellow human being, and Allah Azza wa Jalla will treat you in that manner. Three things, say salam to him, call him out with his best name, favorite name. Third thing is make space for him in the gathering. Abdullah ibn Abi Hudayl says, Ammar ibn Yasir went out to meet his companions who were waiting for him. They said to him, You are late in coming to us, O governor. He answered, I will relate to you a hadith. A brother of yours amongst those before you, meaning Musa alayhi salam, said, Ya Rabbi, O my Lord, Oh Allah, inform me of the most beloved creation to you. Allah said, Why? He said, So that I can love him for your sake. Allah said, I will tell you. 
رَجُلٌ فِي طَرْفٍ مِّنَ الْأَرْضِ A man in one part corner of the earth يَعْبُدُنِي Who is worshipping me وَيَسْمَعُ بِهِ أَخٌ لَهُ فِي طَرْفِ الْأَرْضِ الْأُخْرَى لَا يَعْرِفُهُ A man on one part of the earth who is worshipping me and a brother of his in another part of the earth who hears of him but does not know him. Muslim brother. فَإِنَ أَصَابَتُ مُصِيبَةٌ فَكَأَنَّمَا أَصَابَتُ If the former experiences an affliction, it is as if the latter is himself afflicted. وَإِنْ شَاكَتُ شَوْكَتٌ فَكَأَنَّمَا شَاكَتُ If the former experiences a thorn perk, it is as if himself was perked by a thorn. لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِي He does not love him except for me. فَلِذَلِكَ أُحِبُّ فَذَاكَ أَحَبُّ خَلْقِ إِلَيَّ This is the most beloved of my creation to me. Someone who loves another person only for Allah. If he goes through any difficulty, it's as though he went through that difficulty himself. If he got pricked by a thorn, he feels the pain just like that. ثُمَّ قَالَ يَا مُوسَى Then ثُمَّ قَالَ مُوسَى Musa a.s. said, يَا رَبْ O my Lord خَلَقْتَ خَلْقًا فَجَعَلْتَهُمْ فِي النَّارِ Oh Allah, you created a creation and you choose to put them in the fire. فَأَوْحَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى إِلَيْهِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Musa. And ya Musa, O Musa, izra' zar'an, plant a crop. Fazara'ahu, then he planted a crop. Wasaqahu, and he watered it. Waqama alayhi, and he tended to it. Hatta hasadahu, until he harvested it. Wadasahu, until he milled it. Faqala lahu. And then Allah asked him, Ma fa'ala zar'uka ya Musa. What happened to your crop, O Musa? Qala rafa'atuhu. He said, I removed it. Qala fama tarakta minhu. He said, what, about, what have you left from it? Qala ma la khayra fihi. He said, and what about what you left of it? He said, there is no good in what was left. Meaning, just the leftover, what do you call? The shavings, the, the covering of the corn, uh, you know, once you've harvested it, the stock, etc. Qala, I left behind in the ground whatever there's no good. I can't use that for roti, can't use that for bread, flour, anything. Qala fa'inni la udkhilu nara illa man la khayra fihi. He said, then I will only put into the fire the one who has no good in him. Meaning, if someone has good in him, he will not be going towards hellfire. Eventually, he will have to get purified, but eventually go to Jannah. But those people, Allah forbid, men protect us all from that, from becoming such people who have no good in us. Those will be, be, be the people who will be sent to the hellfire. Next chapter, Truthful Companions. Sufyan narrated that a man of the Ansar said, أَحِبَّ النَّاسَ عَلَىٰ قَدْرِ تَقْوَاهُمْ Love people according to the fear of Allah that they have. Love people according to the fear of Allah that they have. وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ الْقِرَاءَةَ لَا تَصْلِحُ إِلَّا بِزُهْدٍ And know that recitation is not beneficial except with self-discipline. وَذُلٍ عِنْدَ الطَّاعَةِ And humility in obedience. وَاسْتَصْعِبْ عِنْدَ الْمَعْصِيَةِ Make it difficult to disobey Allah. وَأَغْبِطِ الْأَحْيَاءَ بِمَا تَغْبِطُ بِهِ الْأَمْوَاتِ And envy the living in those things which the dead envy them in. Ya Allah, how deep. Subhanallah, let's go through this. 
Love people according to the fear of Allah they have in them. That's the litmus test. The more, the more you have fear of Allah, the more I should love you. This, is, this should be our top priority list. Not celebrities, not famous people, not artists, singers, musicians. Well, no taqwa and fear of Allah. Love people. When you hear someone, you don't, you don't know about him. He says, oh, he's a muttaqi. I want to go see him. I don't know him, but subhanAllah, I love him. But going, love, like this, this passing away, Mulan Rabi Sahib, subhanAllah, should really make us sad. You never heard him, maybe. You never, read a, you never heard his speech. You never read a book of his. I was honored and blessed, to, alhamdulillah, to have studied with him one lesson. He came to, he's my ustad's ustad. He's the ustad's ustad's ustad. He's, he's you know, really great grand scholar. Definitely, great, great grand scholar. So he came to South Africa once. Alhamdulillah, we are very blessed, alhamdulillah, that our ustad was teaching Manthurat, one of the books he wrote. One of the books, compilation, one of the books he wrote, Manthurat. Right? You did that? So he, when Monana Rabisa was visiting Darnum Zakaria, alhamdulillah, then our ustad Hazrat Monana Abbas, Damad Barakatuhum, he's visiting uh, Canada. If anyone's listening in Toronto to my talk right now, or if you know anyone in Toronto, I encourage you highly to go visit Monana Abbas, who is right now sta- doing our, he was stationed in Malton, um, one of the suburbs of, t- of Toronto. And, and, he's, and, he's, and he's doing programs, mashallah, a lot of programs. So he's a wali, wali from the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If any of you can go out to Moulton, you live out there, and if you're going towards Canada after Eid, make sure you go meet Mulan Abbas sahab. Very uh, amazing, amazing, amazing individual. That meeting with him will be um, memorable for the rest of your life. You won't forget it. Uh, it's so loving, caring. Subhanallah. I, I, can't, I don't have words to appreciate how much he took care of us when we were students, how much love he showed to us. Even right now, when we went to South Africa, so, interestingly, as soon as, soon as you saw you know, come for breakfast. Whatever, mahazar. That's it. You know, come, breakfast, chai, roti, till the last meal, too. You have to. You know, you have to eat at the Ustad's house. What amazing love these ulama showed us. May Allah take care of the needs of this world and the next. Amin, Rabbil Alameen. So he's the student of Mulan Rabi Sahib. Him, Mawlana, my ustad has been teaching for 40 years, 35 years. He's been teaching from 80. So he, he is a student. So when Mawlana Rabi Sahib came, he said, Hazrat, can you come to the classroom and teach the, teach the class? So that's why I was saying, I've, I had the honor of studying with him one lesson. But, um, so this should feel, we should feel hollowness. We don't know who these people were, but subhanAllah, people crying over basketball player when he died. Depression, youth, depression. I kid you not, you're down for two days, well, then I said, oh, is it really, is it literally because of Kobe? Like, yeah, it's Kobe. We should cry that if he died without Iman, what's happened to him? Yes, I'm with you. Cry over the fact that any person, any person who dies in kufr, we should cry for that. But subhanAllah, just because we are attachment to celebrities, this to this degree is not munasib. When is that, when are we going to shed tears when the, when the people of taqwa die? So what does he say? You love people according to the level of fear of Allah they have. Number two, if you want to recite Quran, you want to recite Hadith, this recitation is not going to be beneficial except with zuhd. Meaning if a person's heart is attached to the dunya and is materialistic, then the Quran reading and the Hadith reading, unfortunately, will not have that effect. Fix the inside. Qalb salim. We have to work on the inside. When not, you will see tasbih like this, this is cultural. Bangya. Topi has become culture. Thobe become cultural. Some of the worst people on the earth, they wear a thobe. Some of the worst people on the earth wear a kurta. Some of the worst people on the earth, they hold a tasbih in their hand. How does that affect? 
How does that take away from the horrible tyranny that they have leashed, unleashed on the world? And the vulm they've done on millions of people. How's that? This is just a cultural thing. Am I saying don't hold a tasbih I have in my hand? Don't wear a topi, I'm wearing one. No, 100% do it, but don't think that itself is going to save you. Even reading Quran is not going to save a person if his life is inside different lifestyle. That's what we're speaking about. Work on the heart. Make sure that qalb salim is there. Make sure the filth, zuhud is in there, tawakkul is in there, right? Hubba ja, hubba mal. All these other horrible diseases that our heart is cured from. We have to, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, but it's a journey that we have to all at least start traversing. A path we have to all start traversing on. And your Quran and recitation of Quran and Hadith is not going to be accepted, he says. It's not going to be beneficial until you have humility in your obedience. Never think that, oh, I did so much ibadah. Don't allow it to get to your head. Instead, say, Ya Allah, you know, I don't even know if any of this is accepted. I'm reading Quran. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know how I'm reciting properly. Frankly speaking, you'll pass by people and they will be reading very wrong. I'll be honest. How many people are going to go correct? How many? How often? We have to learn Tajweed, brothers. We have to learn Tajweed. A person is reciting Quran. He doesn't know what he's reading. And he doesn't, he's slaughtering the meaning because he's, he's, he's elongating things he should not elongate. He's mispronouncing the letters, the words. Very bad. How people, uh, you know, but you know, that's the sad part. Realization, I got to go to college. I got to go to this. By first, learn how to read Quran. I know you got to go to college. Okay, no problem. But what about Tajweed? When are you going to learn that? Sunday school is not going to cut it. What you did when you're five years old is not going to cut it. You have to sit down and learn with the teacher properly how to recite Quran. Otherwise, your son's going to have you as an example. Your grandson's going to have you as an example. Pir, what's going to happen? It's going to get worse and worse every single year. Every single generation is going to get worse. So learning ilm should be a thing that we pick up from this i'tikaf. That I have to study my tajweed. I have to study my fiqh of tahara, fiqh of salah, fiqh of marriage and divorce, fiqh of buying and selling. I have to learn my deen. I can, it's not going to be that I'm born in a Muslim family, automatically I'm going to download all of this. It doesn't happen. Automatic updates do not happen. You actually have to make the effort of going sitting down and learning. This is something that we need to really take on. So now when we are doing ibadah, what if we don't have ilm? What if we're making mistakes? Like the person who is doing tawaf. Real story. The person who is doing tawaf, 11, 12 o'clock, daytime. He's, you know... He, start, he asked someone, Brother, fajr se Kitne khatam hota hai tawaf? He said, I've been, I've been doing tawaf from fajr. When is the tawaf going to stop? You know, how many more hours left for tawaf to stop? He doesn't know. I am not exaggerating. When I go there, people randomly, they don't know who I am, like, oh, Imam of Masjid. But they see I have a beard, they'll come and ask me questions. And I, I'll answer them, and I'm just thinking, how, bhai, how did you even get on a plane and come here? When this basic level of deen, a person is not aware of. When we used to take for hajj, may Allah allow us to go for hajj again. I mean, Rabbil Alameen. But when we used to go for hajj and take groups, we would actually see people in hajj, not doing wudu properly. Yani, their wudu is absolutely invalid, missing out faraib. And then we have to sit there and tell them, Uncle Ji, youngster, this is how you do. Because we're not learning the deep, you know. So, we're thinking that we've done ibadah, but if we didn't have the knowledge, none of that is going to work. Like a simple thing as washing the ankles properly, washing the heels properly, not making sure there's dry, doing masah properly, making sure, you know, a person, this is the falaib I'm saying. These basic things too, sometimes making the, who's cleaning out the area between the toes, making sure that heels and ankles, that's what's mentioned. The Prophet said, woe to those heels, and curse, may they be cursed in fire. 
Why is that? Because people have a habit of not washing their heels properly. Right? And doing wudu. So all the hajj that a person does, all the qiyamul layl a person does is if his tahara istinja. We have people you standing up and urinating. How is that going to happen? How, what is the qiyamul layl going to do if you've got urine over your clothes? Uh, naturally, and you didn't do istinja properly. This is what the basic deen we have persons to learn. Wastasa'ib in al-ma'siyah. He said, istasa'aba uh, means to regard something difficult. Make sin difficult for yourself. Don't let make sin be like drinking cold water at iftar time and ibadah like picking up a 50 pound bag. No. Work on your, tell, make sin naturally difficult for your nafs to handle. Subhanallah, I'm going to end on this. What a beautiful statement by envy the living things. What do we usually envy? By This is usually, we are envious of someone's house, someone's car, someone's bank balance, someone's looks, someone's stride, someone's form, someone's title. He says, envy people, but envy them in those things in which the dead envy them. Do the dead envy people over their money? You think so? Of course not. The dead envy the living only in a'mal. The only that I wish you could do one subhanallah. I wish I could recite one Quran in Ramadan. I wish I could get one more Ramadan of fasting. But they can't. So that's what the living, dead are envying the living for. So this is the same way we should envy one. You see someone who's giving more sadaqah than you, envy them. You see someone reciting more Quran than you, envy them. You see someone standing up in Qiyam al more than you, envy them. You see someone who guards his gaze more than you, envy them. You see someone, mashallah, you know, uh, has beautiful, soft way of speaking. Mashallah, great akhlaq, smiling. And if someone tells him off, chews him out, he never loses his temper, envy them. What envy is good envy. And you're not desirous of, um, of them losing their good deed. You're inspired by them. In this day and age, guarding the gaze is a big thing. Rarely anyone does that. You see someone lowering their gaze, you see a sister or a brother lowering their gaze and leading a life of haya, envy them. Say, Allah, make me like this. That's what we're speaking about. MashaAllah, tabarak wa ta'ala, this is why there's so much barakah in reading the statements of the salaf. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire me, inspire all of us to put this into practice, all the beautiful things that we share today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make you and I from amongst those who these words do not become a proof against, but rather uh, become a proof for. Amin rabbil alameen. So, what we can do is, inshallah, if everyone can, we have about 11, 9 minutes left. If everyone can go downstairs right now, I will do collective dua uh, for 5 minutes. And then, inshallah, I'll leave dua, individual time dua as well. So, if we can all head downstairs for the iftar, and then I'll begin the dua right now because there's people online who are listening too. So, I'll begin the dua, and I'll leave, I'll leave you a few minutes before iftar, inshallah, for that. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم انت السلام انك السلام وتوارطيه ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك انت كما أثنيت على نفسك سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان الله وبحمده عدد خلقه ورضا نفسه وزنة عرشه ومداد كلماته اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأحوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك على درجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا اغفر وارحم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما رب اجعلني مقيم الصلاة ومن ذريتي ربنا وتقبل دعاء رب اجعلني مقيم الصلاة ومن ذريتي ربنا وتقبل دعاء رب اجعلني مقيم الصلاة ومن ذريتي ربنا وتقبل دعاء ربنا اغفر لي ولوالدي وللمؤمنين يوم يقوم الحساب اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم مغفرتك أوسع من ذنوبنا ورحمتك أرجع عندنا من عملنا اللهم مغفرتك أوسع من ذنوبنا ورحمتك أرجع عندنا من عملنا اللهم مغفرتك أوسع من ذنوبنا ورحمتك أرجع عندنا من عملنا اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن وأعوذ بك من العجز والكسل وأعوذ بك من الجبن والبخل وأعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم جنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم جنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم إنا نسألك لسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا وعينا دامعا ونفسا مطمئنة بك وبلقائك اللهم قنعنا بما رزقتنا واخلف لنا واخلف علينا واخلف لنا بكل غائبة بخير اللهم اللهم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل ونعوذ بك من صختك والنار وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل اللهم أصلح لنا ديننا الذي هو عصوة أمرنا وأصلح لنا دنيانا التي فيها معاشنا وأصلح لنا آخرتنا التي فيها معادنا وجعل الحياة زيادة لنا في كل خير وجعل الموت راحة لنا من كل شر Oh Allah, we ask you to accept our fast. Oh Allah, we ask you to accept our dhikr and dua, accept our i'tikaf. Oh Allah, whether at home or in the masjid, whoever is doing i'tikaf, Ya Allah, for whatever amount of time, we ask Ya Allah to accept it. Grant qabuliyyah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, we ask you to grant us, Ya Allah, your muhabba, the muhabba of Rasulullah, the muhabba of the Quran, the muhabba of the dhikr. Oh Allah, the muhabba and the love of anything that is beloved to you. Ya Allah, we ask you to grant us tawfiq, grant us the very best of tawfiq. Oh Allah, do not allow us to lead our lives in the manner we want to lead them. But rather, Ya Allah, inspire us to lead our lives in the manner that you want us to see being led, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, allow us to focus and prioritize those things which you want us to prioritize. Oh Allah, save us from giving priority to those things which are not supposed to be prioritized. Oh Allah, we ask you to, we beg you to remove the, the, the unsatiable love for material things from our heart. Oh Allah, remove the unsatiable love and desire for material things from our heart. Oh Allah, we ask you to remove a desire for fame and name from our heart. Oh Allah, save us from gluttony, Ya Allah. Save us from, Ya Allah, materialism, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, save us from doubt, Ya Allah. Save us from waswasas, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, grant us true muhabba and love for the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Oh Allah, we ask, Ya Allah, to grant us righteous, pious children. Oh Allah, oh Allah, grant us salah and piety to our children. And oh Allah, grant our parents long, uh, healthy, beautiful lives, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, those who are not married, make it easy for them to find the very best of spouses that will keep them strong in their deen, Ya Allah. 
and will bring peace to their homes, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask Ya Allah to overlook our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, tonight, right after Maghrib, the night of Jum'ah will begin. Oh Allah, it's the 23rd night of Ramadan. Oh Allah, many from overseas have heard, have shared with me, Ya Allah, that many ulama and righteous people have rather, many pious people have seen dreams that this very likely could be the night of Laylatul Qadr, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you, whether it's this night or any other night, allow us all to be from amongst those who make ibadah, accepted ibadah on Laylatul Qadr. Make us all from amongst those who make accepted ibadah in Laylatul Qadr. Oh Allah, open up the doors of the masjid to all those who have not been able to walk into the masjid till now. Oh Allah, allow them to also come back, Ya Allah. Allow the doors of Hidayah to open up and allow the winds of Hidayah to spread across the globe. Allow our Muslim brethren, Ya Allah, to come and get connected once again to the masjid. Oh Allah, grant us all the good that Rasulullah Sallallahu had asked you of and grant us protection from all that Rasul Sallallahu had sought refuge in you from. Subhanallah, Rabbika Rabbil Izzati, Amma Sifuna, Wa Salaamun Al Mursaleen, Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.